What's good? What's good, everybody? It's your boy Sway Max Sr. here, coming back at you with another episode of The Hammer Fist. Let's get it. Um, just want to let you guys know, uh, Eric was not able to make it this week. Um, I know I know, we promised you guys kind of the tag team duo, um, and I can assure you we'll be doing a lot of that. Uh, if we don't, if we don't honestly try to get it done every week for you guys, um, <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, he had uh, he had some personal things that he had to take care of, um, so he was not able to make it this week. So we wish him the best. Um, we hope all is well. Um, yeah, and uh, and let's keep it pushing. Um, I was able to speak with him just a little bit prior to, so I mean, I kind of know where his head's at a little bit. So um, you know, I'll talk to you guys about that along the way as well. But yeah, without further ado, let's get it cracking. So, um, the first thing I want to tell you guys about is this is the first card of the year. Yay, right? Um, the contests are pretty decent, actually. Um, the slate itself, um, the DraftKings slate, personally, is not that bad. I actually like it. Um, I think there's some spots that we can take advantage of. Uh, however, just as far as, you know, speaking from a, a fan perspective, um, the, the card's pretty dry, man. There's a few good, there's a few good fights on here, but you know, you can't, you can't end the the year the way that she did. And we had some bangers, you know, we had some really good cards last year. Um, so, so to start it off this year, we've seen some of the cards that we'll be getting, um, uh, they're pretty they're pretty eh, to start off the year but um you know we do get uh we do get mcgregor um we, we got your boy proper 12 he's back um you know hopefully he's laid off all the bs and um you know he's ready to fight uh it's it's crazy there's a stat i want to talk to you guys about when we get there but um we did get two fights that were canceled <clears throat> Um, the, the Chas Skelly fight was canceled and also yesterday the, uh, the Claudia Gadelia fight and the Grasso fight was canceled because Grasso missed weight by almost six pounds. She was 5.5 pounds off. So they scratched that off of the card. Uh, so currently we only have 11 fights. That's going to make things a lot tighter. Um, but still, you know, we, we got some fights that we can take advantage of. There's three, there's about three fights, four fights here that I'm interested in as far as inside the distance goes. Got a few heavy favorites. Connor's one of them. Um, and other than that, we'll uh, we'll get going through this breakdown. So to uh, start the night off, we have Sabina Mazo going up against JJ Aldrich. JJ Aldrich, uh, she's from Denver, so you know, got to rep a little bit. Um, but um, she's uh, she's the minus one ten. Um, it's a pick 'em. Basically, this fight's a straight up pick 'em. Mazo's minus 112, Aldrich is 110. Um, this is also um, that fight that we usually talk about where the pricing is so close, they don't know what's going to happen. You got Mazo at 8K, and we got uh, JJ Aldrich coming back at 8,200. And um, real quick, I want to take a look. Now, the first thing that I want to talk about, you know, is this is. This is a fight that might carry a little bit of implications. Um, it's the first fight of the night, so for one, it's going to go under-owned. Um, I think Mazo's got a lot of hype behind her. You got to watch out for the head kicks, obviously. You know, she's definitely just bigger, you know, watching the weigh-in. She was definitely just a bigger fighter. She was definitely looking down on JJ, but... Um, but JJ Aldrich, man, she's honestly, this is kind of, she should be able to style here. You know, she should really be able to win this fight. Um, one of the things that I wanted to take a look at 
was the uh, just the betting odds real quick because I didn't write anything down here, which means there's nothing really significant. Um, but I wanted to take a look at the inside the distance on this one. Yeah, it's plus 310. So, so we're going to get three rounds of work more than likely out of these girls. And um, personally, I mean, it's one that I'm not going to go too heavy on. You know, even in JJ's wins, she's only scoring like 75s in all her, you know, in all her wins. Um, you know, she got knocked out by Macy Barber, her last loss. <clears throat> but besides that, she does, you know, she's got a she's got a good resume, but she's winning everything by decision. She likes to pepper girls up. You know, she might mix in a take it um, a takedown. She's got basically two takedowns um, in the last like three years here. So she's she's not, you know, she's not getting very many takedowns. She's basically, um, you know, all grind and uh, all hands. So. Uh, this might be one that we can possibly get away with somewhat fading. Um, Aldridge is the play, so if anything, I have a little bit there. Uh, if Mazo wins, though, I think she might win by finish. Um, she's that's the only way she's gonna win, um, is if she gets some some super head kick or you know I mean I don't see her landing 108 significant strikes like she did on uh, Shayna Dobson on JJ Aldridge, but you never know. So um, take some shots at both. You know that's a nutty. Uh, these pay-per-views, man, we always talk about it. They get super nutty, so take some shots. Keep it moving. All right, next up, we have uh, Odie Osborne going up against Brian Kelleher. Uh, Odie Osborne is minus 142, the favorite, 8,600 on DraftKings. This is going to be his first fight in the UFC uh, coming from the Contender Series. You got Brian Kelleher is plus 118. He's 7,600 on DraftKings. Yeah, this is a banger. I'm actually really excited about this fight. Brian Keller, man, he's been in bad form. Like, let's keep it real. He's been in bad form. Um, he's looked kind of he, he's looked kind of chinny, you know. He's looked kind of chinny as well. Um, he's just had some wars, man, and he, you know, and, and I'm really big on psyche and energy, man. And he's been talking about like just how he's had all the bad energy, you know, and how he's just been, you know, he he was feeling like he was out of it and just all kind of stuff, you know, and how he was messed up after certain fights. That kind of stuff, man, is, uh, it gets to you. It's detrimental, I'll be honest with you. Also, this is one of the fights that's got some inside the distance odds. It's minus 215 to end early. That's not too, too, too heavy, but it's significant for sure. Um, and, and just looking at, uh, at, at, um, you know, at Osborne, you know, coming on, like I said, coming off of the contender series, he's, he, the dude is fucking quick. He's super fast. So he's going to have the speed advantage. He's going to have the power advantage against somebody who's basically in suspect form and it's Chinny. Now he has more experience, but I mean, this is somewhere, um, we're at 8,600. If we can get a finish here. And we can um, and we can get it early in this card. I think we might have a big, big step up um, as far as everybody else is concerned. Um, so I definitely like that play there. Um, if you want to bring it back with just a little bit hedge ownership on Brian Kelleher, um, you definitely do it. Um, of course, I'm talking uh, mostly GPPs this week. Neither one of these guys are uh, to me. They're considered cash plays, but um, I'll leave the cash games to Eric when we get him back. Um, other than that, yeah, uh, like I said, uh, Osborne's the play. Uh, if you want to get cute and, and, and hedge with Kelleher a little bit um, and hope he does something crazy, um, you know, go for it. Um, other than that, let me take a look and see if we have anything here. <clears throat> yeah, so, and, uh, and Eric kind of, you know, based off of his sheet here, he kind of agrees with me as far. So, so he, thinks, uh, he thinks Osborne's good for both cash and GPP. Um, so, so there you go. 
Um, but yeah, I definitely do like them for GPPs. Um, and there you go. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have, uh, at least next up, uh, based off of what I'm going on right here on my list here, um, we have Askar Askarov going, off, uh, going up against Tim Elliott. Uh, Tim Elliott is the plus 121 dog. He is 7,500 on DraftKings. Askar is 8,700 on DraftKings. I know um, Eric was telling me earlier that he he thinks uh, he he just really likes Tim Elliott this week, and I don't know necessarily if he really likes him, but as far as DraftKings is concerned, um, he thinks he might be a decent play. Um, <clears throat> I don't necessarily disagree with him. I'm going to tell you why. For one, if we look, if we're just looking at numbers, right, if we're just looking at numbers, this fight is, um, you know, basically, you know, it's pretty close as to who can win as far as Vegas is concerned. It's a straight up pick em. Um, I mean, the line was at like minus uh, minus 100 or something like that the last time I checked as far as if this is going to end early. Now, if this ends early, I think it's because either A, Asgard gets Tim Elliott in some kind of compromising position um, and he gets that finish, or um, Tim Elliott's going to win this fight. And I'll tell you, when he wins, he scores high. He's only 7,500. That's pretty much, you know, all, all you need to know, right? We're, we're, we're always talking about, um, we're always talking about, uh, especially these guys, low-owned, low-in-cost you know, it doesn't always have to be a 9,000 fighter to get you that 100 points. Sometimes these are the things that bust slates wide open. Now, I'm not saying he's going to do it, right? But it's a possibility. So I'll definitely have some shares. I'm not going to go heavy on him, but I'll have some shares of Tim Elliott for sure. Hope he does some crazy shit. But yeah, just for an example, um, uh, we can go all the way back to 2012. Uh, he scored 120 points against uh, Jared uh, Papazian. Then I scored 136 points against uh, Louis Guidot. Then scored 175 points against Louis Smoko. Um, then scored 109 points against Mark De La Rosa. So, you know, there's a common theme here. He Like, it's a fact. When he wins, he scores high. So I'll have some shares just because of that. Um, and, uh, and, and, yeah, that's that. Next up, we have uh, Leska Kamur going up against Justin Ledette. Yeah, this is a good fight, light heavyweight bout. Uh, basically a pick him as well. Ledet's minus 101. Uh, Leska's minus 122. This is going to be his first fight as well in the UFC coming off of the Contender Series win. 8,800 for Aleska. Uh, Justin Ledet, 7,400. I'll be honest, I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fan of Justin Ledet. I've seen him in some wars though, man. Like, dude, you know, um, he throws. But, yeah, I'm just not a big fan. I think they threw him out there to, uh, so Aleska can kind of showcase and, and, and get a victory here. Um, I truly believe that. And I think we get a discount at 8,800 because I think he can end this fight early. <clears throat> so I definitely like him. I'll have some shares of him for sure. Uh, if you want to throw some hedge on Justin, go for it. I'm probably not. Um, so Leska is the play there for me. All right. Uh, then we have Nazarite Hackbrass going up against Drew Dober. Uh, Drew Dober is the plus 266 dog. We have uh, Hackbrass coming back at minus 339. He is 9,300 on DraftKings. So, so far, he's the most expensive fighter that we've talked about. And, um, I mean, it's kind of for good reason. Now, one thing, I like this fight in general. I'm um, going to tell you why. There's, as far as numbers are concerned, 
Um, you know, this one doesn't really carry any inside the distance um, props, but uh, if we look at these guys, you know, they scored pretty well when they went even. Hack Preston decision wins. He's throwing 100 and he's throwing 90 plus, 100 plus significant strikes, you know, getting knockdowns. He's knocked down every single one of his opponents in the UFC so far. So, you know, that's that's pretty significant. Now, he's expensive at 9,300. Um, so personally, you can't you can't have too much of him because he's going to mess with the rest of your lineup. But he's definitely worth some shares. And then even coming back to Drew Dobrun, um, you know, he's won four of his last five. He, you know, the last loss was to Benil Darush. Uh, he got submitted. You can't blame him for that. Um, you know, he beat John Tuck. Eh, he beat Frank Camacho, though. And, you know, Frank Camacho's tough, man. That was a good... He threw 145 fucking significant strikes in that fight. Like, that's nuts. You know, he's never done anything like that before and since. But still, you know, like... Um, but he still scores pretty well when he wins, you know, whether it be via submission or be via decision. He normally scores pretty well when he wins. Uh, he's 6,900. That's dirt cheap. So I think if he comes out here and does it, which he can because he's got power, um, you know, and if these guys are just going to stand and bang and if Drew and if, if Drew's just going to be explosive and just going to, you know, I, I think he's super live here, guys. So I'll definitely have some shots of this fight in general. I think whoever wins this fight is going to probably score well. And yeah, we'll keep it moving and grooving. Uh, next up, we have Sadiq Yusuf going up against Andre Feely. This is a featherweight fight. We have uh, Sadiq coming up at minus 138. And we have Andre Feely coming in at plus 114. We have um, a really good scrap here, too, as well. Um, yeah, this is a tough one to call, to be honest with you. But this is one of the fights that I'm really uh, excited to see. Um, so this is one of the better fights of the night, uh, if not, you know, one of the top two or three. <clears throat> uh, and, and, yeah, I mean, there's for reason. You know, you got Sadiq Yusuf, who's coming off of nothing but victories. Um, you know, you can talk about maybe some of the competition he's been facing, but the dude's been doing, you know, what he should be. And uh, he's 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 doing he, he's taking on the competition as the UFC's given him. So, I mean, shit, Andre Feely, you know, he's definitely um, got more experience. Been fighting in the UFC for a long time. And, um, yeah, you know, Andre Touchy Feely, man. I mean, that's he's he's smooth, man. He's got. He's got pop. He's got a little bit of wrestling, too, that people don't know about, a little bit of grappling. Um, you know, I, I don't think he, he'll use it or that he uses it. But, I mean, if you look at his takedowns, you know, back in 2018, 17, I mean, he was he was mixing them in, five takedowns, four takedowns, two takedowns. Um, other than that, he hasn't really had a takedown in his last two fights. He's been really all punches. But he's live here, uh, 7,700. This is just a good fight in general. So go ahead and target both, um, you know, don't overload on either one, but definitely go ahead and, and, and run some ownership on both of them, especially if you're running a bunch of lineups. If you're running about five or ten, I'd say um, I'm probably going to go ahead and lean Sadiq Yusuf here. I think we get a discount on him if he ends it early, and I think he can end it early. The one thing about these guys, are, I don't want to say they, they, have, they have suspect chins, right? We don't really know. We don't really know. You know, they're suspect. They're suspect. So, it's, um, you know, we'll have to kind of see about that, but yeah. I like this fight in general for uh, for GPP, so um, definitely target both of these guys. Um, next up, we have Macy Barber, who's going to kill Roxanne Modafari. Um, Macy Barber is minus 885 here. Roxanne's coming back at plus 588 as the dog. She's 6,700. Macy is coming back at 9,500. Man, Macy's, um, she, uh, she took this fight, but the fight she really wants is that Paige Van Zandt fight. I don't think she's going to get it, though. 
Um, so she's gonna she's gonna beat the hell out of Roxanne here. Besides a miracle or something straight fluky that happens, um, Macy's gonna run through. But she's 9,500. So um, while I think she does get that hundred points, probably just finishes this real quick. Um, she could she could go nuts. Like um, I'm probably gonna limit my ownership though and hope I can get away with it and hope everybody loads up. I'm definitely gonna have some, so I won't be too pissed if she just goes freaking nuts. Um, but, um, I mean, you know, I'm, she, guys, she's the play, like, don't, you know, I'm just kind of telling you guys what my, my thought process, but she's the play. She's probably going to score over a hundred points. Like, don't think too hard about it. If you're only playing a few lineups, throw, in, throw them in there, throw her in there. Like, you know, but, um, you know, I'm trying to take these fucking tournaments now, man. So I'm trying to think of ways to, uh, to, to kind of be different. And I think that's one of them. Like I said, I'm going to have her. Um, I'll have my fair share, but I think I'll be under the field for sure. But that's just as, that's just kind of how I'm feeling as of right now. It could always change. Um, but yeah, that's that's you know as simple as that can get. Next up, we have Diego Ferreira going up against Anthony Pettis. Uh, Anthony Pettis is seventy-two hundred dollars on DraftKings. Diego Ferreira is nine k. Uh, Diego Ferreira is also minus two twenty-eight favorite, and Anthony Pettis is coming back at the plus one eighty-six dog. This is a very interesting fight. Um, I this is one I might probably try to get away with um, not having too much ownership of, and I'm gonna tell you why. I think Diego Ferrer is too expensive. Um, I he he very well could like finish uh, Anthony Pettis as possible. I mean, the dude, you know, he's he's pretty solid. He's won um, like his last fucking five or six fights, you know, but. Um, and and two of those have been by knockout. He knocked out Jared Gordon, knocked out Kyle Nelson. Um, you know, he beat some of the some of the Ovs. He beat Rustam and uh Merkbeck. But <clears throat> this is a tough fight for him, Anthony Pettis, you know, b- besides the loss to Nate Diaz where he looked pretty decent uh until he kinda came to that pressure. He he just knocked out Wonder Boy, man. I mean, you know, dude's dude's looking pretty good. So this is going to be a good fight. I'm hoping Diego doesn't just come out here and end it early. I'll have some shots on Anthony Pettis just in case he wants to do something fluky. Probably have a small percentage on Diego Ferreira as well. But I'm running about like 30 to 40 lineups this week. So I'll probably have like small percentages of these guys and be able to get away with it. Um, if I was only playing a handful, oh man, I might probably go with Diego in like one just to have him. And I probably would be it. But um, that's just me. Um, but yeah, next up we have, uh, Maurice Green, uh, the crochet boss, uh, going up against Aleski Olenek. This is a heavyweight fight. This is, I think, our only heavyweight fight of the night. Yup. And, um, yeah, man, this is a banger here. This fight is minus 800 to end early. So I, if this fucking fight doesn't end early, I'm telling you, I'm... I'm I'm done with those odds, man. <laughs> no, but um, but yeah, this is this is definitely one that should end early. I mean, you got Aleski who you know who's got all the chokes and all that kind of shit. I remember when he uh, choked out Mark Hunt. That shit was that shit was hilarious. But um, yeah, I mean, this is a tough one. I think uh, I think Mo Green's probably gonna knock him out. Uh, we get a discount on that at 8,400. If he doesn't knock him out, Aleski's gonna fucking he's gonna get him on the ground. He's gonna choke him out or something like that. But Mo's big man, big, powerful. He's probably um, still smoking cigarettes and shit in the back. But you know, this guy can fight. He comes out here and fights and doesn't get winded, and it's pretty crazy. Um, so he's gonna be my play here. But I'll tell you guys, this is a fight that I'm really, really heavy on. Whoever wins is 
should be on the optimal lineup because of where they're falling as far as price. And I say that because they also like this fight should end early. Um, if it goes to the ground, if Alexi gets him to the ground, it's over. If Mo um, starts piecing him up, and it could be a couple of shots, he eats a straight to the dome. It might be a wrap. Like I'm telling you, dude, is Aleski might be donezo, man. Um, so target this fight, target both sides. If you're running five ten lineups, this might be a this might be one of those uh, fights. I might have one or the other guy in every single one, if not you know four out of the five, three out of the five, <clears throat> just to make sure I'm heavily heavily invested in it. Um, and we'll hope it does what we wanted to do. We get a nice discount on both of these guys. Uh, and that's all we can do is put ourselves in the right positions and, and hope shit pops. All right. Uh, next up, we have um, Raquel Pennington and Holly Holm in the co-main event. Um, uh, honestly, this is probably one I'll you know, probably not have much on. And we won't get too much into it. This is the second time they, um, <clears throat> this is the second time that they fought. Um, Raquel is... It's it's we it's weird with Raquel. She's been in like this weird form, man. Like, you know, she hadn't fought since 2016. Then they put her in a fucking they put her in uh, in a championship. They they put her up for a championship against <clears throat> excuse me against uh, Nunez. Nunez knocked her out. Uh, I mean, the shit went five rounds, but like, I mean, uh, then she lost to Jermaine Randamine. Uh, then. Um, then she beat Irene Aldana and that, I mean, she looked all right there, but I just, you know, she's never really done it for me. She's not going to score well, even if she wins, um, Holly Holm at 8,900, she's too expensive. She's only ever scored, um, she's only ever scored over a hundred points twice. And that's once in 2015 when she beat Ronda Rousey. And then that's recently when she beat Megan Anderson and she, um, basically just kept taking her down and taking her down and it was rinse, repeat and rinse, repeat. But we know at that point in time, Megan Anderson didn't have any takedown defense, <clears throat> none whatsoever. She had none. So she's improved since then. Um, you know, and that's, that's kind of where I stand with that. Last but not least, we have the main event. Uh, we have Conor McGregor. He's back, man. He's back after the after the melee, after all the cocaina, after knocking out old dudes. It's like he didn't knock him out, but he co-cocked him for sure over some bullshit. You know, after all the bullshit, man, he's back. Um, man, I was just talking to somebody, and I was like, man, you know, your boy Khabib said he was going to humble him. He said he was going to humble him. Now you got... Now you got Connor walking around with babies, shaking, shake, kissing babies and shaking hands and yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, and, uh, you know, all types of shit, you know, he humbled that cat for real. Um, it's like, no, it might just be because he likes Donald. He really respects Donald, but he was just talking crazy to Donald not that long ago. So I don't know. Um, nonetheless, I think Connor is the better fighter here. I'll be honest with you, could be the Khabib matchup for Connor is just awful. It's just awful. Um, Khabib is a monster on the ground. His wrestling and grappling is like it's unmatched, you know. And so, and that's not Connor's game. That's just not Connor's game. He wants to stand and pop with you, you know. And he's got the wrestling, but he wants to stand and pop. So, and that's what Donald's gonna give him here. Donald said he's predicting. Uh, he said he's predicting the head kick knockout, so we'll see. Um, Connor's 9,400 on DraftKings. He's the minus 317 
uh, favorite as well. And Donald Cowboy Cerrone is coming back at plus 251. He is uh, 6,800 on DraftKings, which is criminally low. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. This is all in fight. Whoever wins this fight is going to score high. Go ahead and just put one or the other in every single one of your lineups and keep it pushing. And um, that's pretty much it, you guys. I'm not going to keep you too much longer. Um, hopefully next week we can get my boy on here. Um, we can uh, we can talk shit and um, and hopefully uh, and get to this money again. Um, I hope you guys um, you know learned a little bit, learned a lot, learned something, didn't enjoyed it, whatever. Um, hopefully you listened to it. But um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Peace.